everybody, welcome to Three Guys Walk Into A Call, a podcast where we talk about interesting things. I'm Luke. Hi, Singchi here. Hey, Nikhil here. So in the past few years we've known each other, like the past seven years, some of our craziest times have been linked to or inspired by or lead up to beer. It has or been followed by... Or the end. It's yeah. been followed like this. It's a very clear relationship between those two things, you know? So like, I just thought that that'd be a fun thing to talk about. Like, you know, like what was the best beer you've ever had in your life? Like, let's, let's just start there. Like, what was the best one? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Huh. Uh, you want me to go first? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it, it's great. Uh, it, it, it is a very special topic, at least for three of us. Certainly, our lives clearly have had a fair bit of beer inside, right? But, but talking about that sort of first, you know, proverbial beer in, in my life, it's, it's very interesting considering that maybe now I consider myself to be a bit of a beer snob, right? My, my first beer or the variant of it, which unfortunately was Shandy. <laughs> right, uh, which which I'm not gonna call it. I'm I'm not gonna call it beer, but regardless, it was the first kind of beer like thing that I had uh, on Clarky Bridge, uh, when I was still not really drinking. Uh, I was doing an internship in this German um, uh, company called Bosch, and they gave me this 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 shandy. Uh, I clearly found it weird, like it was just bad Sprite. Uh, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna consider it as my first true beer experience. Mm-hmm. So coming to the first true beer experience that was sort of etched in my brain pretty well was when I finally eventually that later that semester went for exchange to Munich, right? I went on maybe week number one. I was like, you know, land of beer, Munich, Bavaria. We went for this festival called um, Stark Beer Festival. Stark Beer Festival literally translates to Strong Beer Festival. And here's a guy who's barely had any beer in his life till then, right? A teetotaler, had that shandy on Clarky Bridge a few months before, nothing before that. And then I go to this, I had maybe a beer before that, uh, one day before, but th- this is the one that I remember because strong beer, it's for Lent, basically. People, instead of Lent, they go for this. And I had this sort of beer, strong as hell, two liters of it. I remember all my friends were gone and uh, I could walk on my two feet. And that's the day I realized, hey, shit, that's a superpower, bro. I got some superpower. <laughs> that's, that's, that's intriguing. So, like, it was both your first beer and your best beer. Like, that, that moment that existed. That, that was your best beer. No, no, this was the first beer. Best beer. Okay. Yeah, but this was certainly the first really memorable. It, to right. be honest, it was a great beer by all means. It was a Paulana Salvatore. I remember the beer. It is an amazing beer, but maybe not my best beer. But yeah. Hmm. Okay. I mean, okay. I mean, since you're talking okay. about the first beers. Yeah. Actually, here's the weird thing, right? So you started off with Shandy, and I, I drank Shandy as well. But my first beer was me trying to get Shandy when my house didn't have Shandy. Because I liked Shandy, right? Okay. And then I, I was trying to get Shandy, but I, it, we, we didn't have it. And then I figured out that Shandy was essentially a beer with something sweet. Uh-huh. So I, um, my, my dad used to have like beer, beer in the fridge. And what I'll do is that I'll like, pour the Ribena syrup and then okay. I'll mix beer with it and then I'll get um, blackcurrant flavoured shandy from that so yeah you know it, it, it's kind of disturbing now that you think about it because I was like I guess in primary school which, which makes me about between well less than 12 years old and I, I was mixing my own shandy like illicitly because actually to be honest I mean my dad would be like hey what happened to my beer why is my beer going missing 
explains but he so didn't much. know. This explains so much. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it might have made me a little bit more retarded. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm honest, right? Like, you probably shouldn't be drinking alcohol if you're underage for a reason. I think medical reason, but hey, man. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think definitely. How did you know that that would make Shandy? Like, how did you piece it together that Shandy is made up of beer and Ribena <laughs> juice? Like, I. I think I asked, um, I might have asked one of my, one of the adults, like, like what was Shandy? But also looking at the, the ingredients, like, which, which mm. was basically alcohol, and then they say lemonade, right? So I mixed it. Ribena actually was the second one. Now that you mentioned it, the, the first time I mixed it was closer to the original Shandy recipe. It was with Sunquick, you know, the concentrate, orange concentrate? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So I used to mix the wow. orange concentrate with the, the beer. Then when I ran out of Sunquick, uh, because I chucked through it really fast, <laughs> <laughs> then I had to resort to the Ribena. Then, but I mean, eventually my, fa- my family kind of stopped getting all the concentrate. La. It's probably mm. bad for health anyway. <laughs> so so um, for me, first beer, okay. So first beer for me, I was an intern working for a newspaper, right? And mm-hmm. at some point in time, these reporters, like, they were like, hey, let's go for a drink. Let's go for a drink. And they're all like, now that I think about it, they're younger than we are now. You know what I mean? Like I was like 18, 20 then, right? And these people must have been like 27 or something. So okay. they're younger than I am now. And they were like, let's get a beer. And so then that's so we all get these Stellas for some reason. And like, all I know about Stella is it's like fancy as shit, right? But okay. actually, now that I think about it, not that fancy, it's just Stella. Wow. <laughs> like, it's just beer. So at, at that time, you thought it was fancy as shit. I was okay. like, oh shit, there's a big time. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And like, I have this pint of it, right? And it feels like, you know, the first time you see a pint of anything, right? It yeah. looks huge. Because normally you drink like this, like a canned drink, which is like that much. A pint is like this... This massive amount of massive amount of liquid. Yeah, it's like what the hell is that? You're drinking it and you're holding it out. You're like, oh my god, this is amazing. And then I don't know whether you, when you first started drinking, right, you spend, you drink, you try to drink slowly, and you try like, is it affecting me? Is it affecting me? Yeah, like what's happening? What's happening? Is this a beer? Is this like you? You think that you're doing LSD or something? You know, like you're so (laughs) like, oh my god, what's this? Oh my, god, my, my asshole is getting like tingly. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what happens? Like, oh my god, yeah. So, 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 so for you, I mean, I, th- I think it's interesting that both mm. for both of us, you and mm. I, yeah. we both sort of were uh, like, you know, our our co interns or co co yeah. uh, workers during internship, yeah, asked us to sort of drink this. Me, Ashandi, you, Estella. Mm. And clearly, I, I, me being a teetotaler before that, I, mm. I, even I was very afraid of a shandy. Mm. Right? I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm going to be you know, strolling down the road with no consciousness, mm. uh, <clears throat> losing everything. Mm. And clearly that didn't happen. But you're right. I, I wasn't sure what the effect would be. Mm. Huh. Uh, clearly, Singji, having had it at uh, 12 in his primary school, Neo. Actually, to me, like, like the act of drinking was very normalized. Um, in the sense that, to be fair, other than the primary school that Shandy incident, right? After that, oh. I kind of, I, I didn't drink. I okay. didn't drink until um, I was like 20, 20 something on exchange in the States. Mm-hmm. That's when I kind of started getting to drinking mm-hmm. because the pub culture there was a lot stronger. But the mm-hmm. point was, even when I started drinking then, it wasn't as if, ooh, like beer, how's it going to affect me? What's it going to do? Because I think it was very normal um, for me to, um, and the people around in my life to drink. My, my dad, um, likes to drink beer a lot. Mm-hmm. Whenever we go back for Chinese New Year, every, all the uncles are all drinking. <laughs> and every once in a while, they'll be like, hey, come boy, have a taste. And then they're like, oh, it's so bitter. It sucks, you know. So, yeah. I, I didn't found it 
to be like a scary, uh, momentous uh, mm-hmm. stay situation. Like for example, not that I'm saying that I have, but if I were hypothetically to have taken drugs, right, which is like fucking hardcore illicit, then be like, ooh, what's it gonna happen? How's it gonna affect me? But not so much for alcohol. Hmm. Interesting. I, I mean, that's the cool thing about. Um... I guess the difference in experience because beer is both this thing that can be something we associate with family or like yep. coming back for Chinese New Year, that kind of stuff, right? And for some right. people, it's like this. It's very clear stepping away from the family circle or that the comfort of that world is like mm. entering into this adulthood and this other universe, yeah. right? Speaking of going places, right? Like I think another thing that we should talk about is like travel, beers which we had when we we're traveling. And again, we're like, we're trying to aim towards getting to the best beer we've ever had. Yep. So like, is it? Have you had like amazing beers on the on the road in the you know, in the world out there? I I think because travel. I mean, I, I I've been an avid traveler prior, I guess, to this current pandemic crisis. Uh, and and I think one thing I genuinely look forward to is really tasting the beer of wherever you went to. Right? There's always a story behind it, and I've always enjoyed it. <clears throat> but interestingly, the one beer that sticks to my mind. Uh, in my travels was in the fancy beer or some craft beer, uh, but was the beer I had in Vietnam. It's, hmm. the, it's the street beers along uh, Hanoi and Ho Chi Minh. I don't know if, I think both of you have maybe have been there, but you know what I'm talking about, right? It's, it's the beer that you sit on the street uh, on these tiny chairs uh, along the road. And it's like maybe about well, 20 cents or 50 cents for a glass of it. It is pretty damn light. And the reason I remember that beer is not because of its, you know, complicated taste and all of that, but rather the, sh- the memory of that, that experience, me sitting there alone, traveling alone with a bunch of travelers, backpackers on the street, right? Every time a car came through, everyone picked up their chairs and ran to the side, let the car pass through. And then we would come back and sit down and continue drinking and drinking. And it's this very unique memory associated with a beer drinking experience. So rather than say it's not because of the alcohol content or the taste, but rather the, the, the memory attached to that beer that, and to travel especially, people I met there, I met this like Chicago professor in a, in a, in a D-grade uh, Chinese city, in an E-grade Chinese university trying to tell me how great his English was. And I'm like, it's a little things that I remember from that night, which I don't remember from many other beer drinking experiences, maybe even mm. with you guys, but it's that little things etched because of that 20 cent beer mm. in, in, in Vietnam. That's very interesting because I also have very strong Vietnam beer memories, right? Like, because I've been in there twice, once with <laughs> like friends, like a college thing, and once for work. Like, so the work one is the thing that like just passes into my mind, you know? Like, <laughs> And so what we were doing when we were filming a travel video, some sort of like tourism shit, right? And uh-huh. so there's, that, there's exactly the scene you described of everyone sitting on tiny chairs with then they pour the beer into like tiny glasses as well, right? Yeah, <laughs> and they tiny. drink and they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and we, we shot that thing, like that, that scene like 20, 30 times or something, right? And everyone was just unhappy. All these, the, the, the Vietnamese like bartenders or bouncers or whatever, they're like just standing there looking annoyed because we're not like buying stuff. We're just like, <laughs> wow, I love Vietnam. Like, wow, I love Vietnam. <laughs> just that. It's such a weird, weird moment. You know, it's just this one Australian girl who was a talent, right? And then just a table of random Vietnamese people where you just like pulled to like get the, make the table full. You know, like there's one auntie right. there who was just like, she was just selling like street food on the side, but we we're like, shit, we need someone to sit in this chair. 
Hey, auntie. Come over here. <laughs> See that we'll, we'll buy your powers, auntie. We'll buy your buns. Just sit here for a second. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. It, it, it's special. Like, it's special mm. moments like that. Yeah. It, because they can never be <laughs> special. I mean, like, where else would you go on a on on a trip or like like it's because of that beer that you had to, you had to call in this like you know street vendor auntie yeah, yeah. Like, like you don't get that in these fancy ass beer I mean they're great by all means but like it's yeah. that kind of thing that's etched in your memory yeah the weirdness of it it's almost like the fact that the beer is not so fancy allows you to focus more on the experience around it I don't know maybe there's something to that yeah True. probably hmm. Hmm. okay I mean for me. It, it's weird because you all have very strong memories associated with particular beer drinking episodes while traveling, right? And and to me, it's like the converse because like when I travel, I just drink so much beer that everything kind of blurs <laughs> into, oh, I, it's just beer, right? I, I mean, this was especially true when I, I guess like the, the, the time when I first traveled by myself through Europe and discovered uh-huh. that beer honestly was probably cheaper than, than bottled water. So essentially, I just drank beer everywhere. I went on a picnic, I drank beer, I, I drank beer. Like, I would sit under um, a tree, it's raining in Amsterdam, and I'm drinking beer and eating bread. I was yeah. like, oh, this is the life, man. Uh, he's dehydrated, he has some more beer. Uh, yeah, be- beer. To be, to be fair, I always convinced myself that beer rehydrates because it's mostly water. What? <laughs> yep. What? Bagus, bro. When Bagus. I'm thirsty, I drink a beer, man. <laughs> You're like a masterclass in bad beer habits, you know, like <laughs> drinking when you're underaged, drink to rehydrate, like what? <laughs> you know, when, uh, one more travel thing that we did, we, we all traveled to Taiwan. Like, oh, yeah. And I think yes. we drank quite a lot when we were there, right? Beautiful. It was we drank a lot. Dude, I think we traveled to Taiwan. It was basically just to drink. I, I remember one day in particular was kind kind of shocking because... We we went to see Taipei 101 or something like that. And then about like 1.30pm, we were like, all right, fuck this shit. Let's go find a bar in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I've reached that point. I think that was a point I realized in traveling where I'm never going to be impressed by tall buildings and fancy architecture. I mean, I can see it. Yes, okay, that's great. But the, the, sheer, the sheer fact that at 1.30, we went out looking for a craft beer and we found a damn good hidden... A cafe or a bar, like a restaurant, you know, mm. on, on the side alley that sold amazing craft beer flutes, right? And I remember that memory so much more than I don't know whatever Taipei one hundred one. No, but but the best part was after we got drunk, like drinking all those flutes, we went to climb a mountain. <laughs> oh shit! Yes, okay. <laughs> I'm sure and I mountain- did it in my dress shoes. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Hey, we dressed yeah, up for Taipei 101. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> you see? And all because of the craft beer. And I think, I think that, that, that trip especially was, had a great memories for craft beer. Mm. Uh, because we, we, I think, actively looked out for craft beers. Mm. I think by day one or day two, we we're like, you know what? Let, let, let's go all out. And I think that was one of the more interesting big bits because we met interesting people, went to this cat beer cafe, uh, cat beer bar, whatever, uh, uh, next to that park, met people who recommended interesting beers and just interesting people on the whole, right? So this was the other side of traveling where you go to a beer-specific place, meet people who know their beers and who can appreciate it and recommend you something because 
you know, on what you think you had, you know, you have never had before. And then really just sitting there experiencing the beer and savoring the conversation with like-minded people. So that's what I take away from that trip because it was just mm. amazing. And I wish we spent more days. Yeah. Mm. Sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's, um, and speaking of craft beers, like, can, we can, that kind of like can transition us into another element of this, right? Mm-hmm. Like craft beer. But, you know, like, when I was thinking of like this episode, I was thinking of like what we could talk about and definitely the first beers mm-hmm. we've had and then beers mm-hmm. we had when we were traveling. And craft beers, of course, are a huge thing, right? But then I'm, I wonder whether there's something even more special than that. Is it beers that have been made by people we know or by specific bars which we've been to, which have like a more of a feel to them? I don't know. So um, it, whatever, whatever like strikes your fancy, I guess. A specific beer or like a... Um, beers which are personal to us. Though. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, like, um, our, our, our friend brewed a beer literally called Luke's of Hazard, la, so it was kind of nice drinking you in, <laughs> in beer form. <laughs> uh, while watching Thor, <laughs> getting drunk while watching Thor. So, uh, um, yeah, Nika, go ahead. I mean, I, you're right. La. I mean, uh, the, the close friend of ours who brewed beers of uh, Luke's of Hassett, I mean, th- that's one of the more personal brews. And I think uh, she introduced us to uh, the bar, uh, Good, what is it called? Uh, good Luck Beer House, right? Good yeah. Luck Beer House uh, mm-hmm. along Haji Lane, right? Which, which we, we've always had great, great beers there. It's very local beers. Mm-hmm. We were able to meet uh, the, the brewmasters who brewed it. Right, and clearly our friend's beer was also listed there uh, uh, during the opening uh, uh, unveiling of the beer. So, I, th- those are some beers that are very close, certainly because of the uh, personality, personality, and the friend associated with it, and the mm-hmm. fact that you know you're inv- invited to that very personal unveiling of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of uh, closeness and friendship attached to that, uh, and finding out a bar where you can you can meet like-minded people so certainly those beers come close um but i think another beer uh that that is very close to me uh which which uh, which is actually also my favorite beer right is this beer that i can never get anywhere else but in munich Oh, right okay. yeah it's it, it was the first beer that after the stark beer festival i eventually then had this beer called mm-hmm. augustina lager augustina mm-hmm. hellas mm-hmm. so augustina is a beer that is brewed in munich uh, it is one of the six beers of munich uh it has a tent in Oktoberfest, one of the only six beers to have a tent and the beer brew a beer called augustina hellas it's a very simple beer it is just you know made of uh, water barley hops uh, it's as simple as that uh, they even have a Bavarian beer purity law literally printed on top telling that it's as pure a beer. And that, that beer is very special to me because that was a beer that I genuinely had and said, hey, I can have this beer and not feel like an alcoholic or not feel like there's nothing wrong with it because it was genuinely liquid gold. Mm-hmm. You have it. You have a nice, beautiful high, no aftertaste, tastes fucking precious, right? And I, I, just, I just saw myself falling in love with it. And the reason it's so personal is I, the only way I can have it is to go back to Munich and buy it. Mm. It's mm. not available anywhere. Now, nowadays, maybe it's available around Europe, but still nowhere else. So I still have to go back to Munich, enjoy it at the same place where I had this great exchange experience and had that first time. It's always when I go back to Munich, 
that's a very personal beer that I, I look forward to. It's mm. cool, yeah. man. Yeah. And, and on that note, the beer that I'm having now is also a Münchner beer, a Franziskaner <laughs> Weiss beer. Ah, <laughs> nuts trub. Yes, in accordance with the Bavarian purity law. Talking about that. I mean, like, I gotta be honest, like, you put German and purity together. <laughs> the imagery that, that comes to mind isn't exactly beer first. <laughs> I just want to change your opinions, man. Hmm. <laughs> what about yourself, Luke? Um, personal beers. This is, I mean, definitely like the stuff that, our, that, that friend of ours made. Mm-hmm. That feels super cool. And I, I don't really <laughs> like the taste of tiger beer. Right, I don't. Okay. I don't really enjoy, it. but it is a personal beer for me because the my first job was working on Tiger, right? Ah. That's the first beer, and actually more so Guinness also, right? Guinness is also because that's I was working on Tiger and Guinness, so those two beers, and like when I started drinking, like seriously, like when I, as a professional, <laughs> when I started drinking as a professional, yeah. a professional um, drinker, you know, I'm yeah. walking in now. One more beer, please. It's those two that I started with, you know, like either Tiger and Guinness. And the thing about Guinness is super interesting is because like, like not many people like it, but there are all these secrets about it. Like, you know, you don't drink foreign extra stuff. You drink uh, um, draft, you only drink draft. And you need to, needs to be poured in a certain way. And only certain bars know how to pour it. And like only certain, like only certain, like it's, you know, like it has to be set, sat there for a certain amount of time and everything, you know? Wait, yeah. wait. It wait sounds minute, like marketing hype, but... <laughs> yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me there are these Tiger fan clubs that, that expect beer to be poured in certain ways? Okay, no, no, no. It, that's uh, Guinness, about Guinness, 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 Guinness. Guinness, okay, Guinness, Guinness. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Guinness is there. There's secrets to it, man. There's secrets to it. Yeah. Okay. I can imagine. And you, have you had Guinness in Ireland? I've always heard oh, from people no. who have been to Ireland. It's different, is it? It is different. Like, mm. I, uh, people who have watched, uh, especially Singaporeans, uh, who obviously have, love Guinness and then they go to Ireland and they have it and they like they paint this picture that is magical and I, mm. I, I buy it I mean I, I, I don't think they're lying I think it's genuine so I don't know if, have either of you done it no I have not I've never been to Ireland mm, okay, okay. now but, but going back to I think that's also another thing right going back to the the origin of any beer right mm. I mean you can always have Paulana here in, in Singapore, brewed by the microbrewery. But, I mean, knowing what it tastes like in Munich, brewed in there, and drank in there, this brewery, I know it is different. Okay, okay. Uh, Singji, what's your like, most personal beer? Hmm. Actually, to be honest, and, and this is going to sound really weird, I think it's the beers which, which I have with my dad. So, so it's, mm. it's not going to be like fancy beers or whatever. It's things like Anchor, um, Skoll, Carlsberg. Um, <laughs> That's great. So, uh, so here's the thing, right? I, I introduced my dad to um, craft beers, IPAs okay. and stuff like that. And he told me two things. Uh. One was a uh, very nice man and two, hey, very expensive, you know. I can get more <laughs> like for the same price. It's not worth it. So, I mean, he, he tends to prefer to, to drink those. And, but don't get me wrong. I mean, like he, he likes his good beer as well. I think his favorite beer is the Franciscana. But to him, like craft beers isn't really his thing. And uh, most of the time when he drinks, it tends to be the stuff that's bought from the supermarket uh, in a can. But somehow when I'm home uh, in Malaysia and I'm sharing like a, a, a can or two or more with him, <laughs> it's, it's, it's personal uh, and, and it's really nice. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a thread here, right? That's a thread here. 
like mm. like me looking back to my 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 first days of having a great beer with with a bunch of who started off as strangers as my exchange friends right mm. or strangers uh, and and then just looking back to that memory and when i go back to munich right sitting in that in those stools chairs having it and you with your dad there, there is that personal per, like memory nostalgia associated with beer and and i think that's the reason and I, I, the reason i love it is because uh, you, you there is a there's a strong association of great memories i would say la uh, mm-hmm. it's not that we're getting shit faced or anything it's genuinely that the conversations we had the the the, the things that we did yeah and yeah that personality the, the, the association is very strong with beers hmm. or maybe any other alcohol for me hmm. <laughs> it can, it's kind of something that like you there's not many foods that shape your personality or have defining moments in your life right or defining memories linked to that food stuff like yeah. no one talks that way about bread you know like man i love <laughs> gardenia white bread yo <laughs> like i always eat it with my dad i love gardenia <laughs> well i suppose one could like like yeah. if you were to like scrape the bottom of the barrel but <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but look at the point lah there's almost no other food item that that no, people because talk. beer beer is designed to be, well i think the whole idea of beer is it's meant to be a social mm. uh, drink right mm-hmm. it's an event unto itself like you consume beer or you ought to consume beer in the presence in the company of other people and you talk mm-hmm. and you have fun um not to say that you can't drink alone uh, or or that it's sad because i mean some beers are just that nice that you want to do it by yourself but most of the time people tend to drink beers um in a social setting and and maybe that's why beer has such a strong um influence because you will always associate it with something great mm-hmm. i buy that great conversations great people mm-hmm. yeah i'll i'll cheers to that i'll cheers to that yeah yeah you cheer to that uh. cheers to that man <laughs> It's time for some improv. So, hey, so guys, we should do like an improv scene in us. It's like it's like our ritual for this this show, right? Okay, so let me set the scene. Um, you guys are two people who have an incredible emotional personal relationship. Okay. With specific food that isn't beer. So it's okay. up to you to pick what the food is. <laughs> Your suggestion is just that you have an incredible relationship with the food. Okay. Whoa, man. Whoa. That was something else, bro. This that always some- happens. <sighs> and it just, I just I just went to a different plane of existence, man. Different plane. What is this keep on happening to us? I think it's the fact that the first time we had rojak together, you know, It was just coupled with such strong emotional feelings. It was the day that I found out that you know I I I liked you, and then after that, every time we we have this rojak, it's 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 that same feeling all over again. It it it's almost like the history repeats itself, right? Every time I take a bite of that pineapple, I'm 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 reminded I'm reminded about about that first day I saw you. Every every day I, I take a bite of that 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 apple apple inside. Oh my you goodness! Know, yeah, it's it's crazy. I like I I don't know what we would have done without Rojak in our life, right? Like think about it. Every time we fight, we get into an argument, then we eat a little bit of that that mengguang. 
for that demon oh. and we dip it in the peanut sauce and, and all is forgiven. You know, I, I think our marriage would have fallen apart a long time ago if, if we didn't have Roja. I know, and, 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 and I like and the fact that we sort of spice it up, right? Yeah. By, 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 by going to the yeah. different hawker centers, you know, yeah. just, just so that, you know, it's not just the Adams Road one, but Correct. Moist Streets, Rojak, which, which brings me such, such, such strong feelings because prawn, so, prawn head sauce in that just evokes, evokes your, your, your touch. It's... It's it's crazy as well. I mean, like spicing up is precisely what we're doing because, like, I think maybe the reason why we feel like such an orgasm when we have rojak is because we also have it when, you know, we we have sex, right? Yeah. And then like we <laughs> orgasm or we orgasm. So like you know, honestly, honey, like like eating eating the it's nutty darling. peanut flavored thing. It's I'm getting really horny right now. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I know so, what I did. Ask for extra peanut this time. Oh God! This takeaway asked for extra peanut sauce because, darling, darling, this is exactly what it was for. You know, I, I, I saw, I saw we were going into a bit of a rut because during this lockdown, it's a bit hard to get rojak. But I was like, no, I, I, I went on, I went on YQ. You know, I didn't want to get any of those those fancy hawk, fancy ones. But I went to YQ, the hawker center delivery service, and I said. You know, uncle, I want this extra peanut because otherwise my marriage will fall apart. But but yeah, do you, do you think we're weird, ah? Like, yeah. like because yeah. here's the thing, you know, like I never, no one else ever has such strong connection to food like we do, right? Like, and you never hear like anyone say, "Wow, oh, this Maggie me, I eat already, I, I want to come," but. Cannot la, like I I eat rojak right, and it's not even just with you, you no. Know. It's like I have rojak outside in hawker center. Wow, straight away all these memories all cast that come flooding back. Wait a minute, darling, ah. Uh, what? I ask you only one time, ah. Uh, ah. Uh, you have rojak with someone else or not? Oh, oh, it's just me, right? I have rojak by myself la, Sometimes when I'm lonely. Oh. <gasps> but okay, okay. but you're right lah. Wait, do Wait, you have rojak with other people? I don't. Okay. I mean, I, I but, keep it. I don't have it alone. But it's, it's just too okay. strong. Yeah. But darling, I mean, you have it with someone else. I don't think I can ever forgive you, you know. You go to Amoy Street uh, with your colleagues and then one day you order Raja. <gasps> you know, I mean, like, this this jealousy of yours, it irritates me a little, but my God, it also turns me on. Like, like, I feel so loved when I see that you get jealous for me. <sighs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Really, yeah. yeah. Why? Yeah. yeah. Hey, you, oops. I, I spilled some, <laughs> some peanut sauce down there. And seen. And seen. Okay, we went there. <laughs> So I guess that has been our episode for today. Uh, we talked about our first beers, craft beers, beers we've had when traveling. And we even did some improv, not about beer, but kind of inspired by it, I guess. Um, but of course, before we go, we should definitely answer that big question we had at the start. What was your best beer ever? Well, it's, it's, it's weird, right? It's, it's, uh, my favorite beer is the Anderson Valley Old Fashioned. 
it's supposed to be some sort of brown ale. I've had it uh, only the one or two times when, when it was on draft uh, at Temple Cellars, and after that it disappeared and I've never managed to taste it again. It was like <laughs> liquid brown gold. <laughs> Dude, that was my favorite beer too. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were both drinking it together. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And, we got, and, and, and that shit was strong. It was two yeah. days in a row. We both said the first day was a Wednesday and we we're like, okay, we'll just have one drink and go home early, sleep early, work, yep, wake up right. early for work. Just one drink. We do like seven of these things. We get completely <laughs> smashed. Like you go home at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. in a cab. Next day, we're like, that was really good. Let's just have one more. Just one more. <laughs> Same thing again. Two days in a row. Two smashed. days in a row. Uh. Yeah. yeah. And this was one time I wasn't there with, yeah. with both of you. I think yeah. I was traveling or whatever. And yeah. I, I remember going, how, how, on, how amazing is this beer? And you both have to be going back to it. After that, we, we never could find it anymore. And I, I, I just can't find it anywhere. Mm. I, I think yeah, they kind of discontinue it, to be honest. I don't even yeah. find it on the Anderson Valley webpage. Are you telling me you got, fucking got a lightning in a bottle and then that's it, right? It's, it's yeah, gone. It's oh my crazy, goodness, man. man. That is that is something truly special. If they never make it make it again, right? People will have this sort of shared memory of drinking liquid gold, mm. and you can never get it again. And me, I'll just keep on hearing it, and I can never taste it. Oh man! <laughs> All right, man. So that was our show. Um, I'm Luke. I'm Singji, and I'm Nikhil. And this was Three Guys Walk Into a Call. See you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.